Welcome to the Holistic Health Podcast, beautiful humans. If a professional, polished, well-edited podcast is what you're after, then move right on. If, however, you love unfiltered banter, unedited bloopers, authentic heart sharing, and a very generous dash of holistic health education, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in, shall we? Hey guys, welcome back to the Holistic Health Podcast. Amy, hello, long time no speak. How are you feeling (laughs) now that we haven't spoken for a few minutes? (laughs) I'm more hydrated uh, and that is a good thing. And you? (laughs) Yes, I actually had some water too, so I'm feeling quite hydrated. Mm -hmm. Um, So it looks like we're just two hydrated pals ready to talk about snacks. Uh I'm so here for it. What a good position to be in, right? Happy Friday. (laughs) We're recording on a Friday for context in case you're listening on a Wednesday when this is released. Um, So we thought we'd have a conversation about snacks. Now, the first thing I want to share on this, because as much as it might not seem like we, we could possibly have much to say about snacks when it's such a refined particular topic, I have so much to say about snacks. The first thing I want to just start with is that like snacking is not mandatory. So something that I'm often met with and have been for many years, and I'm sure you're the same, Amy, when you're talking to people about food is that there seems to be a little bit of a misconception that, you know, the best thing to do for your metabolism, for your health is to make sure that you have, you know, morning tea and afternoon tea, as well as your three main meals. Mm. And that might work for you in some situations, and that's fine if it does. But it's absolutely not true that, you know, for example, that claim that, oh, well, snacking, quote unquote, speeds up your metabolism. Mm. I think where it gets like to explain it to people a little bit more, it's that when you eat food, uh, yes, you do burn some energy breaking down that food. And burning energy is a way of, I guess, another way of saying that is like using your metabolism or having your metabolism work. However, the degree at which you use energy to break down food is proportionate to the amount of food that you're eating. So whether or not you eat, you know, five or six smaller meals or three larger meals from a metabolic or metabolism perspective, same, same. So if anyone is forcing themselves to eat really regular meals to quote-unquote keep their metabolism firing, you know, just throw that one right out the door. I had a client once who had been told that she needed to eat a a high-protein snack every 90 minutes. And I was like, sweet baby Jesus, how do you have time (laughs) to do anything else? Like I love eating, but the thought of having to eat every 90 minutes through that whole day And that was coming from a weight loss perspective, but it's not true at all. And then we actually switched her to, she was doing my thyroid rescue program, switched her to having just three well-balanced meals through the day, still achieved the weight loss goal she had, improved Mm -hmm. her energy, concentration, her gut and digestion improved. Mm -hmm. And I'm not necessarily saying that's what everyone has to do, but it's just an example of how far from like truth sometimes we can get Mm -hmm. in that area. Mm -hmm. So when I personally think about snacking, I think of it as being there if A, you're you're just genuinely hungry 
B, you're in a situation where having more than just three meals is probably necessary or ideal. Mm. Um, And three, you aren't currently trying to deal or treat digestive issues. Um, And four, that it like it is, as I said, like a genuine hunger, not just a craving or an emotional kind of eating. Mm. Amen. And if you're not sure about the emotional eating component, we covered that really thoroughly in episode 34, like what it is, what it looks like, what it feels like and how to recognize it. And whether or not, if you recognize your cravings are actually emotional and not physical, whether or not you actually snack in that moment or not, it's less relevant than having awareness around it and having a game plan for next time. And it's not about even stopping yourself from snacking necessarily, Um you know, from a gut health point of view, yes, that's good. There might be other reasons why you want to curb snacking, but ultimately if you're reaching for food instead of dealing with the cause, like the root cause of the problem, you're just, you're just numbing out with food. Um, so yeah, definitely look at or listen to episode 34. If you want to learn more about that, um, you said a few things before we started hit record actually Nat, um, including like if you were trying to conceive um, or maybe you're really active or your training load has gone up as well. Those would be times where maybe um, you can't quite eat enough in three meals a day to maintain your macronutrient or micronutrient requirements for well-being. And the other thing um, I would say is like, well, I'll talk about the migrating motor complex in a minute, but basically if you've got more than four hours between a meal, like four or five hours between meals, let's say, you know, I had a client this week um, who's a nurse, hello, if you're listening, mm-hmm. um, who, you know, is up at 4 a.m. because she starts work at 6 a.m. And so she'll have breakfast like, you know, pre-6 a.m. And then often wasn't having lunch until 2 o'clock holy shit. So we obviously had conversation around that being too long between meals. And, you know, one of the, one of the things that she is going to experiment with is bringing her lunch a little bit earlier, but even if she was to eat lunch at 1130, if she's eating breakfast at 5am, that's just such a big gap. And sometimes you can see your energy fade. You might experience low blood sugar symptoms. Um, And, you know, with a job that's demanding like that, that to me would be a good candidate for a snack. And yeah, vice versa, if you're, um, you know, if you've got like a really extended period throughout the day that's preventing you from having a proper meal, having a healthy snack um, handy, we'll talk about what that looks like um, in a moment, but that's also a really important thing. But just to kind of finish off talking about the migrating motor complex, Nat mentioned just before about it not being like snacking, not being great for your gut health. The reason is the migrating motor complex, I like to think of it like the 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 gut cleaners like you know when you get cleaners to your house once a week to freshen the house up the migrating motor complex freshens up your gut and sweeps things along and it only turns on when digestion and absorption is complete and the intestine is empty of nutrients and so that's about two or three hours after a meal and so generally speaking we say we like to have three four 
hours between meals to allow the migrating motor complex to switch on and actually, you know, flush out your gut, so to speak. Um, And if you are eating like every two or three hours or like that person was advised to eat every 90 minutes, well, they're just going to have their feet up on the desk waiting for you to go to sleep. And it's only going to switch on like once a day, um, you know, once you've gone to bed. And this can contribute to SIBO or dysbiosis in the gut amongst other problems. And so hence why, you know, from a health point of view, snacking can be appropriate at times, but just chronic snacking, it's actually not a thing that's required for human health, FYI. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think it's really important to keep that in mind. And even if you are someone who is snacking, like maybe you're in a situation where snacking is appropriate for you, still trying to leave like at least three hours between your main meal and your snack if you can unless you you know you're obviously working with someone one-to-one who's a practitioner who's advised you otherwise for a good solid reason then of course like one-to-one advice is always going to be more appropriate than general conversations but for the most part I would have to say that I think as a as a population particularly in the western world we eat far more frequently than is necessary. Mm. And you shouldn't be like the point of that, for example, like having, let's say three meals in a day or maybe three meals and one snack. You shouldn't be like, you shouldn't be like fighting hunger in between your meals. Like Mm. you should be ready to eat at about the three to five hour mark. Mm. Um, But if you're fighting hunger, like an hour or two after your meal, Mm. the answer isn't, I need a snack. The answer is I actually need to either eat more at that meal before or have a better balanced meal. Mm -hmm. Because if you are hungry one or two hours after you've had a meal, it's it's a sign that the meal is off, not that Mm -hmm. you're snack deficient. So one thing that I guess I could list out for people, which we already did a little bit, but just to add to that list of people who might fit the snack appropriate uh, kind of gang, I'd say pregnancy, breastfeeding, if you're missing your period and you're trying to get it back, Mm. you're going through a really like stressful season. And I still wouldn't recommend eating every two hours. I'd say every three hours is probably appropriate. Mm. Um, You have low blood sugar issues that you're working on getting on top of, or um, you're just a really active human. And as Amy said, you can't fit in the amount of food that you need to um, in just three meals alone. Mm. So let's let's actually move on now to talk about what makes a good snack mm. from a nutritional perspective. So I let's go one for one here, Amy. I'm going to say one thing I think, and then you can bounce back and, and say something that you look for. So one mm. thing I look for is that it has either some protein or some fat in it, i.e. it's not just carbohydrates alone. Mm -hmm. Yes, amen. And if you can't achieve that, um, go with protein. Mm. Protein is the priority. Um, But, yeah, ideally it would be something with protein, carbs, and fat. Should we give some examples? Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. Let's do that. The other thing I was just going to say is try and focus most most of the time on like whole foods based snacks there are certainly better like bars and bites that um are still made from real food ingredients Mm. but i'd say don't get into that habit of like 
if in order for it to be a snack, it has to be mm. what was in my lunchbox when I was six. It's kind <laughs> of like a snack is just a mini meal. That's how I think of it. It's a mini amount of food. Yes. So let's, yeah, let's talk about some snacks. So shall we, shall we one for one this one? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. I'm going to start on the table with uh, a piece of whole fruit and some nut or seed butter of choice. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, and you're stealing all of mine. This is actually a hard game to play with you because oh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I think about food a lot. Yeah, we've got <laughs> the same idea. And like if you didn't have nuts and seeds, you could have a boiled egg or two along with that fruit. That would be my contribution. Love it. You know what I actually used to do? Everyone's going to go, what the F is wrong with you? I went through a phase where it was when I was like deep in my paleolithic um, eating Mm -hmm. and I was like cracking coconuts in the backyard with an axe. So sorry, (laughs) mum, if you're listening. Um, And I'm also very clumsy, which is why it was not a fun time. Um, And I used to boil eggs and then I would eat the yolk and then I would put blueberries in the white with a with a little bit of almond butter. Okay, it's, wow. Yeah, it's a lot, one. isn't it? It's, it's a, a lot, lot to wrap your head around. Look, try yeah. it before you judge me. I mean, you can judge me as well, but also you're welcome <laughs> if you do try it because it's actually more delicious than what it sounds. Okay, all okay. right. Mm-hmm. Moving on from that, that's not. I'm that's. I'm not claiming that as my snack idea. I wanted to give you a different one. <laughs> so the other thing I was going to say is getting like um, seed crackers mm-hmm. and having either avocado or a good quality hummus and tomato on there. So seed crackers, um, there are ones that are available even in the supermarket that aren't too bad. What you're really looking for is that they don't have vegetable oils in them. So. Off the top of my head, the Flats Crackers, that brand is pretty good. Most of them are um, like a vegetable oil free. Mm. Some, like some, not all of them, so don't go YOLO on these, (laughs) of the Alina's gluten-free crackers in the shops. Some of them don't have vegetable oil in them if you look for that. Mm-hmm. There's certainly ones in like the health food shop that fit that criteria. Mm. Um, and I think that can make quite a satiating snack as well if you're into more of the the savory stuff. Mm. Yeah, I love that. You're, honestly, you're stealing everything on my list. Oh, um, dear. It's a problem. <laughs> um, something you said earlier, mini meal, that's something that's kind of new for me, but um, actually just having like a much smaller version of what you would have at meal time, like a dinner or a lunch. Um, yesterday I had... I'd made slow-cooked chicken for dinner the night before and had it with like hummus, no vegetable oil, um, fresh tomato and cucumber for dinner with some like greens as well. Um, and I just basically threw on the plate, a bit of chicken, half a tomato, some cucumber, some hummus, and just ate that. Um, mm. And that was because of the timing of clients that I had. It was, and I had some other commitments on. It was really awkward. I'd eaten breakfast really early and I wasn't going to be able to have lunch until two o'clock. So I ate something at like 10.30 and it was a mini meal. So mm. you can have, you know, just a smaller version of a meal. Leftovers are perfect for that. Um, it doesn't have to be something that, you know, we classically would refer to as a snack. Yeah, I love that. Mm. Okay. I see your leftover dinner and I raise you <laughs> some strawberries and dark chocolate. I'll stop um, it. <laughs> yeah, love me, love me some straws and dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. And I think there's this perception out there that having 
chocolate is bad. But honestly, you can have chocolate every day as mm-hmm. long as you're not having astronomical amounts of it and it is dark chocolate. It's mm-hmm. just kick out. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think don't feel, oh, my God, I'm so naughty having this 80% dark chocolate a square a day or two squares a day. Mm-mm. They're all good, I think, yes. unless you've got histamine issues or you're trying to keep caffeine completely out or mm. really, really low, mm. you're, you're good with some um, daily dark chalky. Yeah, amazing. Um, I would also say you could go for a smoothie and this could be quite good, especially if you're a bit time poor, you need to kind of take it with you. So when I say smoothie, a smoothie could mean a number of things. So let's be really clear that you are putting protein into it of some description. I went through a stage of having like a breakfast smoothie that had banana oats and I would use egg yolks um, as the protein source. Um, But my usual go-to is like a collagen powder. I have used whey protein isolate in the past, but prefer to be dairy-free. So some kind of protein powder or protein source in there that's drinkable um, with some fruit with, um, you know, which will obviously lend a bit of fiber and with some fat if you can. So maybe you'll add, you know, I'm not a fan of putting avocado in a smoothie unless you're having a green smoothie, which I'm also not a fan of, but anyway, you do you. Um, But you could do some coconut milk as the base if you want a creamier one, um, or you could add nut butter to make it nice and thick and add some healthy fats um, Mm. and make it more creamy if you're using like more of a watery base. So that would be another suggestion by me. Yeah, I like that. And yeah, just I'd also recommend not going too crazy on the fruit. I think sometimes people can be like, it's fruit, it's healthy. I'm just going to shove like the whole tropical fruit range in my smoothie. No, no, no. But what you're (laughs) saying is like pick one one piece, a banana or a a cup of berries, something that is just one. Yeah, absolutely love that. Um, The other thing I was going to suggest is you can also do um, like mini chia puddings. So again, quite Mm -hmm. high in fiber, um, which is going to be quite satiating. If you make it on with your chia seeds, nut milk, um, and then stir through a bit of protein powder or collagen powder and top it with just a couple of berries. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to work. Or make a bigger batch and then just have a small amount as your snack. That's another mm-hmm. really kind of quick and easy one to just eat. Amazing. Oh, my God, I love it. Well, my last one is not as quick and easy as that, but if you uh, need need snacks regularly for some of the men- you know reasons we've mentioned already, um, homemade protein bars or protein cookies. Mm. are also really good. So you, you want to send me some samples? Yeah, well, I'm sure, darling. I'll make <laughs> you some and you can be my recipe tester. Um, so obviously you can buy protein bars um, and maybe Nat will just finish off on that note, but you can also make things from home, like almost like homemade muesli bars, but that are protein loaded and vegetable oil free. My favorite is, is high protein cookies because cookies, biscuits, depending on where you're from in the world, feel really naughty and they feel snackish and they remind me of snacks I had as a kid. So when my inner child wants a snack, it's like a cup of tea and a cookie feels like 
very, there's a level of comfort that reminds me of my grandparents and my parents, which is really nice. Mm. But also I'm gluten-free. I, you know, I don't want to have refined sugar or refined flour. So making my own where I can control the ingredients, choose them based on what I want and make it taste yummy and make it high protein. I think it's a winner. And that's probably the quickest, even if you've got to make them, if you make a batch on the weekend, that's such a quick thing to grab and really enjoyable. You just have to, do you find you just have to hide them from your husband? Oh, what who's like, is. oh, this yes. is just like, oh. yes. And, like, and oh, my no. bliss balls, I have to secrete them at the back of the fridge because honestly, they not that they're a huge effort to make, but they're an effort to make, roll, soak, et cetera, et cetera. And then next yeah. minute, the Hoover arrives and half of them are gone. I'm like, I know, because it's <laughs> like they don't realize you just have one. It's just yes. like a little bit of a taster next yes. minute. Yes. They're like, oh, just take four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> okay. Let's let's um let's wrap up with maybe some of I'll, I'll give you the names of some of the better lower sugar, mm-hmm. you know, bars, bites, etc. that I recommend to my clients and do consume myself from time to time when I'm feeling mm-hmm. like I don't mind spending an arm and a leg on a on a snack. Mm-hmm. Um, so some that come to mind for me are the chief collagen bars, um, the low caco bars, but particularly the keto ones. So the ones that say keto on them. Mm. Um, Amy's blood may have some of that in there if you're looking for any. <laughs> I have a serious monogamous relationship with chocolate hazelnut. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, it's a problem. There's an intervention coming. Don't worry. Um, the bounce keto bars, again, make sure it's the one that says keto because they're the ones that are lower in sugar. Um the blue dinosaur, the mini ones, like the mini bites or the ones that actually say protein on them. So not the standard ones. They're like pretty high in sugar and, and energy for a snack. Mm. But the mini ones are quite, um, you know, appropriate for a snack. And same with the protein ones. You could probably with the protein ones, depending on how high your energy requirements are or how, how hungry you are, could even use like half of one as a snack if you just like need something to tie you over. Mm. Um, they're probably the ones that I find myself most commonly recommending. I'm sure there are other ones out there and this is not an exhaustive list. This is just to kind of give you some ideas. And one thing I'd say on that is when I'm looking for bars or bites, you know, or whatever it is, snack items for people from a package perspective, Mm -hmm. a few guiding principles I use outside of just wanting recognizable ingredients and no vegetable oils in there is looking that there's no more than about five or six grams of sugar per hundred grams. Mm -hmm. Um, That really will give you an indication of, yes, I'm truly consuming a low sugar product here. Mm. Um, Every now and again, of course, having one that is a little bit higher than that is not going to be a deal breaker. But in terms of like your day-to-day ones, that's something that I'd use as a guiding principle. Otherwise, it can be really easy to get caught up in having like ridiculously high sugar snacks. Yes, that is very dangerous um, in terms of like, it's just easy to pick something up and it looks healthy, like with the labeling and things. If you don't turn it over and have a look, you might get caught out. 
I feel like this makes me think of the Mean Girls episode. Well, not episode, the part of Mean Girls when they're feeding her the like weight loss bars, (laughs) (laughs) and you can't understand why your pants are getting tighter and tighter and tighter. So be warned, friends. Stay safe out there. (laughs) Stay safe and uh, check the back of your packets. Yeah, (laughs) I love that. Well, I hope that gave you some snack inspiration and that. If you are someone who is a grazer, perhaps it's time to pull it back a little bit and rebalance your meals better. Or if you're someone who, you know, has felt a little bit confused around what makes a healthy snack, hopefully we've given you some ideas there as well. We will speak to you all next week. See you then, guys. Bye.